This is The Ignition Show. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to or welcome back to our podcast. My name is Chris Jansen, host of The Ignition Show, where our mission is to bring you actionable insights and inspirational examples of how to tap deeper into your potential and ignite the flame within you to truly live a remarkable life on your terms. One of the things I find fascinating about the current pandemic we're all living through is that virtually everyone, every neighborhood and every city on the planet is dealing with the same thing. And yet some are dealing with it very differently. When you examine what some countries, some companies and some leaders are doing and saying, it's remarkable that with the same data, people can come up with very different ways to interpret it. And it's a constant reminder that just because we see things a certain way, doesn't mean that's the only way. And we always have a choice as to the meaning we give any circumstance or challenge. And what it ultimately boils down to is managing our perspective. So to help with that, I'm delighted to bring to you a recent conversation I had with Gene McNaughton. Gene brings a very clear perspective on dealing with the current environment. But what I really appreciate about Gene is that he isn't just forming his views from his own singular vantage point. You see, Gene is the president of the largest seminar company in North America. His job is spending time with some of the world's best business minds, athletes, subject matter experts, and inspirational teachers. Recently, he's launched a free online series called Meetings with the Masters, where he goes one-on-one with these extraordinary achievers to find out their strategies and tools for thriving in uncommon times. I encourage you to not only listen closely to Gene's views, but mostly take the action he recommends. There is some appropriate urgency in his voice, and the wise choice is to do as Gene says. Enjoy the conversation. On today's show, we're speaking with Gene McNaughton. Gene is the president of Success Resources America, whose mission is to bring the best of the world to the rest of the world. They're the largest and most successful live events promoter in North America, dedicated to helping people identify and break through the hidden challenges that hold them back from reaching their full potential in relationships, finance, health, fulfillment, and so much more. They're also the engine behind some of the biggest and most popular personal and business development seminars, including the National Achievers Congress and Millionaire Mind Intensive, bringing legends like Gary Vaynerchuk, Tony Robbins, Grant Cardone, Les Brown to the masses. And it's no surprise that in this time of COVID-19 pandemic, Gene has personally been on a mission to get resourceful and reinvent how to lead and bring value at a time when live public events and social gatherings are completely shuttered. What's more, Gene is someone who speaks with fierce honesty and has decades-long track record of proven results in growing businesses and growing people. Gene, thanks very much for spending time with us today. Welcome to The Ignition Show. Chris, I'm totally excited to share with you and share with your audience, and thanks for putting this together. Let's rock and roll. It's Let's value. do it. You do it. You know, I'd love to start with you've been sharing some really powerful conversations in the, just in the past couple of weeks with some of the most brilliant leaders and thinkers and teachers through your online series, Meetings of the Masters. You know, I've, I've seen business moguls. I've seen rock stars. I've seen former <laughs> pro athletes and stars of Shark Tank. My first question for you would be, in this time of uncertainty that we're all living through, what are some of the big themes that these experts are speaking to right now? Well, the, the biggest theme is optimism. Like it's a combination of realism, like we are in this situation and let's pay attention to what leaders are telling us. Um, you know, all the, you know, six feet away and stay home and so forth, but do not forget the optimism. One of the best sayings that Somebody said it was Satema Gali. Now, he was a, a, a defensive tackle for the New England Patriots in their first Super Bowl. 
And I mean, this guy's a champ all the way around, 6'6". He's probably 300 pounds of muscle. I mean, he's a giant of a human. And he said this that I, has stuck with me ever since. He said, how can you come out of this situation even better than you were when you went into it? Mm. And it all centers around personal development. We've all got a lot of extra time, let's face it. And you know, as if you're if you're on Facebook, which everybody is, you're seeing that whatever the trending Netflix show is. And I have to admit, I've been sucked into a few of those too. But also, it's like, what are the programs you can do? The books you can read? What's that thing that's been on your mind? Maybe it's writing a book, or maybe it's creating an online program. Maybe it's starting a podcast, Chris, like you're doing right now, where you can share your gifts and share insight into the rest of the world. All of these people, and I, I've interviewed over 20 people, and that's from the founder of Priceline.com, the founder of Ugg Boots, to Super Bowl champs, to the greatest names in personal development. The, the common, if you interview enough people, if you observe enough of their patterns of communication and behavior, you start to see the clear path or the trends of what these people are thinking. Mm. All of them have gone into adding value. That, that would be the theme. Like, number one, as a listener right now, how can you commit to that project, those series of books, getting into a certain program? Maybe it's public speaking. Maybe it's writing a book. Maybe it's learning how to invest in the stock market. Maybe it is how to get out of fear and into confidence. So everybody's gone into this mode of adding value into the public and then the public gets to choose. You can you know, watch things or listen to things like this for free, but this is the time to work on skill set. Yeah, I agree with the optimism for sure. And of course, it's easier said than done at times. And you know, there's a lot of people, depending on what kind of news you get sucked into and what kind of social conversation you get sucked into, there's no doubt for a lot of people that optimism is a challenge right now because we're facing some real fears, real realities that are impacting them. How what would you suggest for someone listening to this who, um, who may be facing a lot of uncertainty? How do you move, start moving from uncertainty and moving more towards clarity or peace of mind or, or some more certainty? First, I would say just don't stress out because you're not in a boat by yourself. Most of us are in that situation. Secondly, is you've got to guard your mind as to what you're feeding the brain. Great saying by Jim Rohn says, feed your brain like you would free, feed your body. If you want to have a healthy body, you got to feed it the right things. The brain is the same thing. The other thing I want to make sure everybody gets is this. This adage has been around since newspapers. And what they used to say in selling newspapers is, if it bleeds, it reads. Mm -hmm. Meaning, they figured out well over 30, 40 years ago that people are more attracted to the negative news than they are the positive news. If you turn on your television right now and scan through six, seven, eight stations, it really feels like it's almost a race to the bottom. Who can, who can cite the most uh, tragic, the, you know, their opinions on the future? You've got to guard that. There, there is, what is the truth of what's happening now? And that's, the truth is the truth. Then it's saying, what do I want my reality to be in 90 days, 120 days by the end of the year? It is absolutely true that as human beings, we radically overestimate what we can do in 30 days, but we underestimate what we can do over the course of time. So 
I keep coming back to the, the notion of, yes, we are going to be home for the unforeseen future. Yes, we're going to have more time on our hands. Most people, if, if you're listening to this and you were going into a, a building to do your job from eight to five per se, that's kind of the average. You know, the truth is most of you are probably finding you can get a bulk of your work done, not in eight hours in a day, but in probably three to four hours a day, because we don't have those, those got a minute meetings, you know, the, yes, the longer yes. conversations at the water, uh, where you get the water or the coffee. Like you can, if you can hunker down and find your workspace, you can get all your stuff done if you're still working right now and you have extra time. Yeah, I would I challenge the was, Chris to, you know, grab that book and sit down and read it or, or get on these meeting with the master's calls so you can get positive, inspirational, but real. I mean, th Chris, think about it this way. Everybody that I've reached out to and said, I'd like to have you come on this meeting with the master's, Every single person has said yes, because I realized those people, the Sharks, Kevin O'Leary, uh, Damon, John, they're all home too. Mm -hmm. I'm like, let me get them out. Let me get their perspective out to our massive audience. Well, I agree that I love what you're saying. And I agree that I think this, this time of a lot of upheaval for people and people are at home, it gives people also, and there's an opportunity to combine with the optimism is an opportunity to maybe even rethink how people approach their work. And I love what you're saying that I think most people, if they really, really push, they would probably say that, yeah, I do get my highest value, most important stuff done in a small amount of time in the day versus it, you know, typically getting spread over hours and hours of the day. So I think it gives people a real opportunity to say, what am I learning by working at home or having to be stay at home that can really improve my productivity, my effectiveness or my focus. I know now it's not gonna be easy for everybody, especially if you've got kids running around the house while you're trying to work. But there's always an opportunity in every challenge, isn't there? There is. And, you know, I heard another, by the way, I'm doing the same thing that I'm encouraging others to do. I'm diving into the programs. You know, I had some programs I bought that I never did. I mean, I'm not ashamed to say that where I plunked down $300 or $500. I'm playing those in the background or doing the workbooks. And, you know, I listened to somebody yesterday who talked about now is the time to be consciously, um, aware of how you're communicating internally. If you have people in your, multiple people in your house, I have six kids and all of them have different personalities. And I, I took a course last night, a webinar course that talked about, you know, understanding that people have different personalities. And if you can uh, understand their personality and change the way you communicate with them, that you're going to have more harmony in the house. I thought, wow, that's the same thing for business. If you understand somebody's communication style that, and you adapt your communication style, you can have more uh, peace and harmony in the house. I, I'm sure, Chris, I'm not the only person that it, you know, it, it is pulling their hair out a little bit because you know, in California where I am, you know, we're on you know, kind of a, a virtual lockdown. We're not supposed to leave the house and we're supposed to refrain from going to a park. Uh, the kids can't go to the beach. They can't go to the skate park. So we're here and it gets, it can be strenuous. And what the speaker said is focus on kindness. Everybody is touched by this. Nobody is not touched by this COVID situation. It doesn't matter how much money you have. It doesn't matter how prestigious you are. It doesn't matter whether you're a child or an adult or a grandparent. We're all impacted by it. And what the speaker said was, 
focus on kindness within your home and you'll start to see that spread into kindness in business too. Yeah, I often talk about uh, you know this, the energy or the state, the emotions of the leader is disproportionately influential on the people around. And that goes for business and corporations as much as it does for the household. You're so, so true. That's a, that's so a great true. message for parents to just check in with themselves and um, make sure that one, they are the ones leading with kindness for sure. No doubt. It's, you, you know, go ahead, Chris. I was, just, I was also going to ask you, you know, again, just, I, I don't want to spend the whole conversation just talking about the current situation, but it is obviously very topical. And for a lot of people, either directly, indirectly, immediately, or maybe in the sh- in shorter to midterm, they also have some financial challenges, whether it's you know, job on hold or income coming in, whatever it may be. Uh, I don't know if you've already had the conversation. I know you're going to speak with um, the Wolf of Wall Street, Jordan Belfort. Um, you know, kind of came into fame with the um, Leonardo DiCaprio movie a few years ago. Uh, but from either from his perspective, your own business knowledge, what would your, again, how would you ground people who are really facing some financial concerns right now? What would be the top pieces of advice or perspectives, mindset that you might share with them? Get educated. Whatever country you're in right now, there are programs either in place or being put in place and get on your computer or on your phone and start reading the most latest update. And if there's a program that you can apply for, then apply. For example, in the United States, Donald Trump announced a small business relief program. That was great on Friday. Everybody was celebrating but to go from the leader of a country down to the, you know, the small business owner, and then that small business owner executing is there. There's red tape you've got to get through. It's not just going to be a click click. You've got to be able to have all of your business information handy. You've got to be able to have your tax returns handy. But do not wait for any government assistant programs. And. I can't emphasize this anymore. Like I said, whatever country you're in right now, the odds are extremely high that there are programs being announced and make sure you're on the websites, make sure you're listening listening to subject matter experts. And when that link comes up for any level of assistance, get in the middle of it. What'll happen is there will be the people that react first that will reap you know, the immediate benefits of whatever the program is then the masses will all come in. And I, I think there's, certainly in the United States, it's gonna, there's a finite amount. It's not an infinite amount of money. And you know, if you're a small business owner, if you're you know, just in your home and you're working, it's understand every program available to you. Be very aggressive on knowledge. Yeah. And so you can make the right moves and make them quick. Don't wait. Yeah, I like the sharpness of your your perspective there. I think that's a good a good uh, kick in the backside for someone who's listening to this who who is feeling a little overwhelmed with what's going on. And the uh, the smartest step you can do is get educated and uh, start with the Google machine and see where it takes you. Hey, Chris. The other thing I want to mention is in times like this, this is when the most scams start taking place. Mm. Right. So you know, there's certain things that you have to be aware of. Um, I'll only speak for the United States, Chris. I know you're up in Canada, but in the United States, you know, the the scammers are starting to make phone calls and say, you know, hey, call us back or or we we're going to offer you this government assistance. Please give us your social security. I mean, it's it's silly, but these yes. scams still exist. Yes. So go to the official site of your 
uh, state and local government or your federal government and follow those guidelines. That's the central source. Do not be sucked into a scam. I appreciate that uh, public service announcement there, Gene. That's no much, doubt. Uh, it's very real. valid for sure. It is real. And on that note, actually, I love to swing the pendulum completely the other side. You know, you've had uh, um, an amazing uh, roles and opportunities. You know, now as president of Success Resources Mer- uh, America, you've been behind some of the biggest names in personal development and business growth. And what I really am intrigued about your experience is you've had a chance to see the world's best on stage and wowing audiences, but I'm really intrigued by what you've learned by seeing them behind the scenes. You know, the, the real authentic, genuine people who are really adding value and really making a difference. What would you say, what are some of the most vital lessons or truths that has really stuck with you when you see these people who are you know, big public success, what they're like on a daily basis or behind the scenes? Just about every single person that, you know, and by the way, I'm a fan too. I'm a student of personal development too. And, you know, one of the things I did immediately when I joined with Success Resources, I knew because, you know, we do the most events we do over globally, we do 500 plus events a year. And we have access to everybody, uh, the very, very best in the world, including uh, Richard Branson and Robert Kiyosaki. I mean, every name that you can imagine that's famous, including sports stars, wants to be on our stage because we, you know, that's our, what we profess around the world is our mission is to bring the best in the world to the rest of the world. I have found that every single person, uh, almost bar none, I won't say every, so I'll say 98% of people, when you see them on stage or you read their books, or you hear them interviewed, or you watch them on YouTube, are that exact same person when they're not on camera, when they're not in front of an audience. They're the same. And this really rang true. Uh, a fellow Canadian I interviewed, Kevin O'Leary, and have spent some time with. And you know, I watched this Wonder- guy. Mr. Down. So-called Wonderful. Mr. Yeah, Mr. Wonderful, right? He's a he's a Canadian. Um, the guy is an absolute gem off stage. You know, we ask him for an interview. He sits down and does an interview. I remember sitting down with Kevin O'Leary. It was my first interview with a big star uh, in the in this form. He had just come off stage, and we had the idea to to capture them. You know, it's one thing to see people on stage; it's another thing to sit down and interview them. And I said, "So, what questions do you want me to ask you? Do you have any any layup questions?" Right? Some people have a series of layup questions. He said, "Ask me anything." I'm like, "Well." You know, this is going to be, you know, sent out to hundreds of thousands, maybe millions of people over the course of time. And he said, Gene, ask me anything you want to know about. I'm going to tell you my honest truth and I can live with that. And, you know, I found that like, like when you see any of the recordings that I'm publishing on social media or success resources is none of those interviews were canned interviews. There was no script. All there was, it was a small room. You know, we put up the lights and we put up the backdrop and put some plants in there so it looked visually appealing. Not one of those had a script. Not one of them had a, you know, where I had a, you know, eight questions I was going to ask and try to get through that in 20 minutes or less. It was purely me as a, as a pure fan asking the questions that I want to know of these people. And all of them are champs from you know, you've already read the names that I've had a chance to be around. Every one of them. Tony Robbins is the one I get asked about the most. And here's what I'd say is 
If you've ever listened to his audios, watch him on YouTube or follow him on social media, or you've seen him live behind the scenes, he is even more positively intense. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the amount of pressure he puts on himself to deliver is second to none. And when you hear these stories that, you know, Tony only sleeps three or four hours a night, those are true. Tony will push his body to deliver for his audience to where his voice is done, his back hurts, his legs hurt. Um, I saw him do a, a big event where he had been ill and because he had never in his life canceled an event, he came out and did it. And I saw him up close and he had just had an illness. You know, he's human. Um, and he had blisters on his lips. And I, I mean, the guy was clearly in pain. And he was supposed to get up and speak for two hours for us. We had a crowd of over 9,000 people in Chicago. And he went four and a half hours. Hmm. Like, like he was able to come out of his, whatever his physical pain was. And I know, he didn't say it, but I could just see it. And, you know, he could have easily done his two hours. Everybody would have got their money's worth. Everybody would have been happy. And the guy just said, hey, do I, you know, we're, we're supposed to be done by like 530 and he said, do I have permission to keep going? And everybody, of course, you got 9,000 people in his tone. It'd be like, you know, the Rolling Stones saying, hey, do you mind if we play another hour worth of songs? Nobody's going to say no to that. Exactly. And I watched this guy push, go beyond his physical body and deliver for this audience. And that's the thing I'm most enamored with is the work ethic, the, the desire to serve of these people. And, and, you know, Tony being the, you know, in my opinion, um, I'm not some groupie. It's just I get a chance to witness this, and I get a chance to study the patterns and the habits that they talk about. Yeah, and um, uh, you know, Tony is a great example of giving giving it all for sure. And it's a he's also a great reminder of just what we are capable of. There's always that extra level for us, even for a guy like Tony. But even for the people starting out, you know, it's a reminder. And I one of the core beliefs of this podcast and the work that I do is that we are always more capable than we think we are. And wherever we put our ceiling, whatever limit we might think we have for ourselves, even in challenging times that we're going through right now, we, we always know that there's another, another level. And sometimes we need mentors and sometimes we need events and sometimes we need to find some resources to, to get us there. And um, I know you're also a big believer and it is not just about resources, but it's about being resourceful. And what does is, what is, what is resourceful mean to you? And how important is that in your perspective? Right now, being resourceful is everything. You know, life as we knew it three weeks ago has radically shifted. Mm-hmm. So how I'm being resourceful, I've got a, a company with 20 employees, is I am getting massively educated on what is available to the companies, what is available to the employees, what's available to me and my family. I go back to what I said earlier is do not be passive about the resources that are available to you. So in being resourceful, a few things that I'm doing. One is I'm reaching out to everybody that I can think of, both to... um, understand what they're doing. And that's what I highly recommend to everybody. If there's somebody that is, is navigating this, that you know, that you can call on the phone and say, what are you thinking? What are you doing? How are you preparing? How has your business changed? And I'm on the phone all day calling my mentors. If I'm not calling my mentors, I'm online watching them. Some of, some, some of my mentors don't even know who I am because 
I'm just a fan that, that I believe in their work. I believe in their optimism. I believe in their realism at the same time. And, you know, now because I run a large company, I can reach out and get those calls returned. So that's been one benefit, but I'm asking them the same questions that I hope that you and your audience would be asking, such as what are you doing? What are you hearing? What are some of the resources you're looking at? Um, if you if you're somebody listening right now that runs a company that has employees and you know my mindset is how do i make sure all of my employees are taken care of chris think about it while we're the largest personal development company in the world 99% of the the revenue and income in this company has to do with performing live events we are not going to be performing a live event probably, I mean, at minimal for the next three months. And, you know, depending on who you listen to, it may be five, it may be six. I mean, who knows by October, does anybody want to go to the football game? Does anybody want to go to the stadium around 80,000 other people? I don't know yet. It remains to be seen. We have to reinvent ourselves. In doing that, once it was about two weeks ago when this thing started really hitting and we made the determination for our employees to be able to work from home. And we called a company meeting and said, okay, you can come into the office if you want. And if you want to work from home, that's your option. And then secondarily, as after we took care of our employees, we said, I pulled my leadership team together and I said, we have to go into immediate mode of adding massive value to our clients, to our database. So in that moment of brainstorming with my trusted leadership team, we determined, you know, what what are the resources we have? We have a big database of people that have attended personal development events, right? So they've already, to get into our database, you have to come to an event so that people have voted with their time. And in most cases, they spent some money. Now they could have spent $29 to get into the arena and see some of these greats, and some people spend as much as 2000 because they wanted to sit in the front rows. Mm-hmm. But we had this massive database of people that historically have voted for personal development. So I said, we got a big database. We have access to some of the greatest names in business, sports, and personal development. How do we combine those two to add value to our customers? And we started a program literally within 24 hours. We called it Meeting with the Masters. I got on the phone. This is a week ago Friday and called everybody I could you know, reach out that I had their cell phone numbers and said, hey, we're going to do a, a basically a seven-hour marathon of back-to-back interviews. I'd like you to be one of them. It's only 30 minutes. And by the way, Chris, I knew they were all home too. I mean, yes. anybody that had speaking gigs, all those gigs canceled at least through July. This was two weeks ago. And we started this meeting with the master's program, which is how we got together. And I'm just interviewing them. There's no fluff. There's no fancy graphics or anything like that. It's, it's me in a you know, makeshift office at my house, which I'm guessing a lot of people have right now. It's a, yeah. you know, I don't have this perfect office or anything like that. And I think part of that authenticity is connecting with people that you know, I've had to carve out a bedroom in my own house and put a desk in and put lights in so that we can run zoom meetings. But I want to encourage everybody to very simple question, two questions. How do you come out of this even stronger than you were when it started? And then secondly is, is how do you add massive value to other people? 
I love that. Two great, two great questions. And it, it makes me think too, just around the topic of, you know, as things need to change and it's inspiring to hear how you and your, you led your team to really jump on it quickly. What's your take on motivation? You know, motivation comes up and I'm sure a lot of people look at your, your events that you, you put on and, you know, see it as a motivational speakers and some certainly wouldn't categorize themselves that way. Now, some people see motivation as essential. And some see it as ungrounded fluff. What's your take on motivation? <laughs> I've, I've heard all of those, my friend. Um, <laughs> well, I think one of the best sayings I heard is, you know, motivation is like a bath. You know, we got to do it once a day. And if you don't do it, you start to stink, right? Ha <laughs> uh, ha, that's, that's my funny thing for the day. But, you know, it is easy to get sucked into the negativity of the news. Now, I'm not saying bypass the reality of the situation. I'm not saying that. But man, if, if I sat and watched CNN, CNBC, and Fox News all day, man, it would be a depressing life. There's very little positivity in what's happening. Now, again, I'm not bypassing the reality of the situation. But I can tell you by, you know, either whether it's through these meeting with the masters that we're doing, and we got a whole lineup on uh, Thursday and Friday of this week. So Thursday, April uh, 2nd and Friday, April 3rd, and I'll keep bringing them is you've got to be able to have some inspiration in your life. If you're the leader of your family, leader of your company, or just the leader of yourself, if, if we don't have uh, at least a carved out vision of the future, you know, what I find is without aim as humans, we tend to drift. Yes. And if we drift, that means we're not going to be at the front of the line for any government assistance programs or any local assistant programs. And we're not going to be at the front of the line to contribute to others that are less fortunate than you are, than I am, than anybody listening to this is. So if you don't have an aim, you start to drift. And if you drift, that means you know, you're not going to jump on these programs that are available to you. This is where every government that, that I've been able to read about around the world has stepped up to take care of their people. I wouldn't say everyone, but certainly in North America, uh, I'm seeing this happening in Europe. And, you know, as long as people pay attention to what the, the recommendations are, social distancing. Um, the other thing I want everybody to get is isolation uh, does not mean... Uh, you know, it just means physical. Mm, you, loneliness. Well, you know, I've made it a point to, you know, all the, the family members I have back in the Midwest um, of reaching out every single day. And I love, you know, the ability to do, you know, face-to-face. -face. Um, I've talked to my sisters and my family members more during this than I did when, you know, I was traveling and working and being a parent. and um. I reach out, especially to the people that I know are by themselves, just to, you know, you know, share just happiness with them and smile or commiserate or mm -hmm. help them navigate through their personal strains. And I find that, you know, the more that I'm in the giving mode and trying to help other mode, that, that makes me happy. Yes. You know, Tony Robbins said it best when he said the real, he's, he, he would say this saying, the secret to living is giving. And that doesn't just mean money. Yes. It's time, it's attention, it's a listening ear, it's, it's a piece of inspiration. Um, you're seeing waves of this on Facebook and Instagram and social media of people, you know, just we all have time on our hands. Post the 
prettiest picture of landscape you have post your favorite sports team. I mean, you know, people yeah. are making really good m- gestures and moves, but yeah, you know. the, certainly the antidote in any times of high stress is to do something with a little bit of levity, a bit of laugh or a bit of heartfelt connection. And so uh, there's no doubt that the world needs more of that at this time. And, you know, there's lots of lots of conversation out there as well that this whole pandemic we're going through is an opportunity to reset, reset priorities, reset you know how we connect with people, and remind us of how important those connections are. So, yeah, out of every trauma and challenge, there's always an opportunity, and it's our job to find it for sure. Yeah, and and I I want to add that um, the, the the greatest uh, and let me if, if the question is the greatest feeling that that I've been able to, to garner out of this is the feeling of contribution to others. And I don't like Chris, you had mentioned that you had watched some of my videos and, and that was such, that was the greatest compliment in the world. You said that earlier before we started a recording and I don't know who I'm, t- I didn't, I didn't set out to do these meetings with the masters so I could get something in return. I did it because it was the right thing to do to give people positivity, optimism, inspiration, practical advice. I had meditation experts on. I had uh, uh, Joseph McClendon, if you know that name. He's a, he's a human psychologist that speaks on our stages. And he talked about his morning routines. You know, so that, that what I'm trying to do is just like, what are, what are some of these people that are quote unquote famous or, or financially free or rich? What are they doing? And the other thing I've discovered, Chris, is that Every single person is impacted by this. Yes. This isn't like the rich people have a special uh, area that they go to and their life is normal. That's not true. Everybody is equally impacted. And if we can spread as much, I don't, you said motivation or positivity. I'm just saying insight, you know, if you find the, the link that allows the small business owner to apply for, you know, government resources to keep their business alive or pay their own bills, then share that with other people. Right. I mean, be the conduit of of positive information or needed information or be the central resource gatherer for your friends, family, your social media audience. Yeah. What I'm really taking away from everything that you're sharing, Gene, is that again, in this challenging time, place it always starts is mindset you know your perspective on things the what you're focusing on what you focus on will expand so focus on the opportunities or the optimism or the connections that you can have but also it's getting out of your own head in the service of others whoever that might be family friends community clients customers fellow business owners that is what's going to fuel um, greater ideas is going to fuel resourcefulness and it's going to fuel us and the economy in a better way forward Jim Rohn said it best, best, Chris. He said, service to many leads to greatness. He was quoting Zig Ziglar. So if you know these names, if you've been in personal development, you should know these names. These guys are the the grandfathers of personal development in the 70s, 80s, 90s. He said, service to many leads to greatness. And then he went on to say this. He goes, if you you just take care of yourself, that's fine, but it doesn't lead to greatness. If you just take care of your family, that's fine, but it doesn't lead to greatness. If you just take care of your neighborhood, that's fine, doesn't lead to greatness. He said, the real greatness is how do you add value to other people's lives? Now, every listener here can do that through 
phone calls to relatives, phone calls to people by themselves, reaching out to the neighbors to make sure they're okay, sharing the stuff you have. If you got food or, you know, the whole thing around toilet paper is legit, man, (laughs) you know, but but you're starting to see all these awesome gestures on social media, right? I mean, social media has become so relevant. It's not just somebody complaining and very few complaints that I see. And it's more people trying to share their positivity to make a, just their own little dent in the world. But if you just got anything out of this podcast is how do you help others? Service to many is what leads to greatness and get out of just, only now granted we've got to be self we've got to make sure we're covered individually and then it's saying for those less fortunate what can you do and even a phone call for five minutes could change somebody's perspective for that entire day yeah and speaking of uh, channeling zig ziglar everything you're saying reminds me of his other great quote that i love is if you help help enough people get what they want you can have everything that you want and it's, it's but it's so true at this time i mean chris these some of these sages, you know, let's just say these motivational people that, you know, a lot of folks you know, laugh at or, or, or shrug off. I mean, the wisdom is so true. Even going back to Napoleon Hill, uh, Ogmandino, these people were, um, were writing about this stuff back in the, you know, a lot of their stuff came out of the Great Depression, right? And some of these patterns ring true. And it's in the Bible, you know, without a vision, we shall perish, right? Uh, that's, this is a time for us to just jump. You said it early, which is getting super resourceful, leveraging the power of the internet, leveraging the power of social media, getting to the tools and resources that your government is making available to you. And that could be your state, local, uh, federal government, depending on what country you are that are listening to this. But you know, I, I'm seeing the world come together more than ever before. I'm seeing the need for optimism, information, education, with some positivity being more important than ever before. And I'm not just talking motivation. I'm talking about positivity. Here's what we know, Chris. We will get through this. Yes. Right? Um we will come out of this stronger than we were as as a um, as a planet, as a hu- human race. Now, nobody knows exactly what that's going to look like. And if you watch enough news, and I watched somebody yesterday say, "Well, once this pandemic is done, there's another one around the corner." And I'm like, "Oh, great! Thanks for the positivity there, bud." <laughs> now, again, I'm not bypassing the realism of the yeah. situation, but. I'm going to I'm going to get multiple forms of information. I mean if think about that when 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 that this person said that and it was on one of the news stations that yep now that we're vulnerable that we're going to always be vulnerable for the rest of our lives. Well, that's some serious doom and gloom. Yeah, that's a, that's definitely a, a ble- uh, what was your statement there if it bleeds uh, it bleeds it reads. If it bleeds yeah. it reads. Yeah. And, and I'm finding that cuz now all these news stations have to compete with each other. Yeah. And right, they want the eyeballs of conversation, yeah. Yeah, they want, I, I mean, this is the business side of the news. They want more eyeballs so they can sell more advertising. And, and I'm not knocking the business model. I'm just saying we have to understand as consumers and viewers the business model, which is keep the attention on that news station is what their goal is. Then they can go out to you know people that 
that they would sell advertising to to say, look at, we have this many people and they come for, you know, some of these news jockeys that profess the, the most doom and gloom tend to get better ratings. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The sad well, part I, of the business. Yeah, exactly. And I appreciate uh, you being the, the voice of reason in these times with a lot of the very practical, very straightforward suggestions and reminders for us at this time. So I really appreciate uh, everything that you shared with us here today. Before I ask the final question, Gene, where could someone go to find out more about your work or get in touch with you? Where's the best place uh, to direct them? You know what? On social media, it's, it's all of the channels, Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. It's just my name, Gene, G-E-N-E, McNaughton, M-C-N-A-U-G-H-T-O-N. Gene McNaughton, all one word. And I'm putting all these videos that I do, all these interviews I do, I'm putting them out on social media. And if you like them, then share them with your audience. Be the conduit of positive information. Be the conduit of resources. And I'm using those channels that when I discover um, a link for you know accurate information, I'm sending that stuff out. I'm, I'm doing my little part to add value to others. I'm doing my little part, whether it's a, a uh, 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 here is, you know, Kevin O'Leary's daily lunch routine. I know that sounds silly or Joe McClendon's keys to starting your day off, right? What does he do from a routine? Or here's what um, I'm trying to think. John Asraf is reading right now, right? So I just get on and pick their brains and share that with other people. You don't, I mean, you can be the person doing the interviews. I'm fortunate that I get to do that and I enjoy it. Um, but you don't have to be the person doing the interviews to sending out to your audience base, whether it's just your family or a hundred people send this stuff out. So people get the inspiration that you get. So they have that grit to be able to, um, positively, at least with some mental strength, get through this tough situation. Well, I appreciate it for you, you being the conduit and doing your part to, to put a little dent in our universe at this time, Gene, uh, my, my final question for you for your time on the Ignition Show, what do you hope to ignite in the world? Getting resourceful, making sure that while you take care of yourself and your family and your business, if you own one, that you don't stop there, that that's, that's the beginning and that you, you cascade as much accurate, positive and inspirational material out into your social media feeds, your email list, your neighbors and friends as possible. It's, you know, Gandhi said it, this is so repeated, I'm embarrassed to say it, but it's so true. Be the change you wish to see in the world. And if you're spreading that, you'll be surprised that, you know, this COVID-19 is an infectious disease, but you know what else is infectious? Optimism, (laughs) right? Well, I appreciate you, Gene, for uh, being the leader that you are and being the, the change that you want to see in the world. So thanks again for all that you do. We'll m- make sure you include all those links in, in the show notes and really appreciate your time sharing with, with us today. I want, last thing I want to add, Chris, is yeah. you're doing, by doing this podcast and putting the, it's not like we just show up and start talking. I mean, we had to exchange. I mean, there's a lot of time that goes into getting this recording done. And I want to acknowledge you for doing this right? We're all under the same circumstances and 
Chris and I were on video earlier and you know, I'm like, well, thanks for making me get out of, get out of bed and take a shower and behave like a normal human today. <laughs> I don't think I had showered for a couple of days. I hadn't shaven or, and you had your, your wife can, can thank me later. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody listen, um, we are going to get through this. There, there is going to be an end. And the question is, is are you going to be better when you exit this than when you went in? That's the biggest thing to think about. Thanks, Chris. Love it. Thanks, Gene. We'll speak soon. That was Gene McNaughton, President of Success Resources North America. You can find all the links in our show notes. As always, we want you to get the most of the time you've invested listening here. This show is only valuable if you apply what you learn, and most learning is generated from reflection. So we'd love to hear from you and your reflections about what you learned and found interesting. Join the community and go to theignitionshow.com slash connect and let us know what struck you. What was it that you heard today that you really needed to hear today? You can leave us an audio message or join our Facebook group and participate in the conversation there, where we'd love to hear your comments or follow-up questions. Also, be sure to check out the after show of this episode. That's a shorter follow-up episode where we, my wife and business partner Sarah and I, talk about what we learned from this interview and how these ideas have shown up in our lives at a more personal level. As always, if you like what you hear, please subscribe, rate the show, or leave a review in Apple Podcasts. It helps others find us and helps us get better. We read every single review and comment that comes through Apple Podcasts, Facebook, and our website, and respond to as many people as we can. And remember, whatever you dream of, whatever you hope for, and secretly wish you had, you're closer than you think you are, you're meant to have it, and you absolutely deserve it. Until next time, I'm Chris Jansen. And this is The Ignition Show.